Hey friend, happy June, happy summer on this side of the world and winter on the other side of the world, wherever you are at. I'm excited that you're here because we're having a really important discussion today. We're talking about macros. Last week, I was talking with a longtime client about macros, and it it was such a great conversation that I knew I had to bring parts of it here on the show. It's a question many of you have, like, can I really hit my goals without tracking? Is it diet culture to track my macros? I have some clients who want to do it, and they're like afraid to ask me because they think I'm going to be against it. (laughs) What if I have tracking trauma? Lots of really great questions here. And what I'm going to do for you guys today is break it down. The honest answer is, it depends. (laughs) So instead of a quick Instagram graphic answering this, we're going to have a discussion and as per usual, a few question prompts to guide you on your empowered eating journey. Welcome to the Fuel Her Awesome Show. I'm your host, Jess. I'm a wife and a mama and I'm juggling work and misbehaved dogs, but they're really cute. (laughs) I'm a sports dietitian and empowered eating coach. I am absolutely obsessed with nutrition science and helping you crank up the volume on your body's biofeedback. Let's pivot your relationship with your food and your body from doubt and distrust to a confident bond that can weather the seasons of life as we discover the healthiest version of you with empowered eating. One of my favorite parts about my job is getting to work with such a diverse group of women. I have everyone from newly recovered clients who are learning how to allow themselves like a bite of ice cream without those guilt gremlins on their shoulders, all the way to professional athletes who are counting macros and are really looking at how to use nutrition to biohack and advance their metabolic adaptations. It's just such a great spectrum that I am so blessed to support people on. The truth is our relationship with food is an intimate journey. And I think this because I believe the way we eat is often a metaphor for how we live our life. So it's a very vulnerable space to be and it's vulnerable work to do. But my superpower is meeting you exactly where you are at. I have clients who eat Tic Tacs for lunch, all the way to three dozen Krispy Kreme donuts for lunch and everything in between. And I truly love this. It's honestly the hardest part about this podcast is talking about some of these difficult topics to a broad audience. Because the truth is a lot of this is a one-on-one conversation and it's going to be different in that setting than it is like standing here with a mic (laughs) talking to thousands of people at once. But what I'm going to do today is do the best I can. When it comes to macros, I do believe this conversation is something that totally depends on you and your journey. And today I'm going to give you some question prompts to think through whether or not macro counting is something that's helpful for you. But ultimately, this is a one-on-one conversation. So if at the end of the show you're wanting more support, please grab an empowered eating session with me. This is something we could hash out in an hour, 30 minutes. I have both sessions available. You can find those over at JessBrownRD.com. And don't forget, those of you who are inside the Empowered Eating Method program, you guys have discounted rates available to you. So you can snag those inside your program. Okay, so let's start with something that gets us all on the same page. What are macros? (laughs) Most of y'all know this, but just in case you don't, macros are looking at your carbohydrate, your fat, and your protein content. And when people are counting macros, they're looking at how they can balance their nutrition intake using those macros. So like a certain percentage is going to come from carbohydrates, a certain percentage from fats and proteins. I calculate macros for every single one of my clients. It is a part of my role as a dietitian, but how that translates into your action plan is super unique. 
Some clients benefit from the numbers while others don't. I don't even talk about those targets with them. Instead, I'm actually behind the scenes gently working on adding these targets in without having a discussion about it, which is something that can be done. (laughs) It's not like I'm tricking anyone, but I just know that numbers are really triggering for some people. And so we have more of a discussion and we use biofeedback to guide us. But in the back of my head, I do have those macros. You know, that's my job. That's what I went to school for. So are macros the key to better health and fitness? No, I don't think so. Because here's the deal. You have to be able to discern how your body responds to food so that we can choose the appropriate macros. So this is the biofeedback piece of empowered eating. Secondly, it has to fit your lifestyle. This is something that is so, so important. Like if you're a vegetarian, chances are your carbohydrate content is going to be a little bit higher. And we can't just focus on macros. We have to consider this choice you've made to be a vegetarian and how that plays in to your journey. This is the empowered eating model, right? It's pulling the values, the biofeedback, and the nutrition science all together. So macros just fall under the nutrition science piece and tends to neglect those two other elements, which is biofeedback and your values. So here, here's the big question. Can you really hit your goals without tracking? 100%. Yes, I believe this to my core. I see it every day. I have lived it. I set women up with what I call a fuel plan, or it's like a bubble tracking system. There are no macros on there. I've calculated them on the back end, and it's essentially a daily checklist of what your body needs. You don't track it throughout the day. I look at it like towards the end of the day and go, okay, you know, did I hit my my veggie targets? Did I hit my fat targets? Where was I over? Where was I under? And use that information in alignment with my biofeedback to move into the next day. So yeah, you can do it. (laughs) You don't have to track your food. I do not track my food. I have gotten so much stronger over the last few years. I've always just used this targeted nutrition, this fuel planning system where we are not looking at macros. Macros, again, are calculated on the back end. Like there is a method to my madness. But as that translates into your action plan, you don't have to count them. So yes, 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 yes. A hundred times over, you can absolutely get stronger, get more fit, change body composition, feel better in your body, have food freedom without tracking macros. Now, the next question is, can you always hit your goal without tracking macros? It depends. What is your goal? So let's look at the client who prompted this conversation because I think it's just such a great example. So I've been working with her for about two years. And about a month ago, she came to me saying, Jess, I want the next level. I don't feel stressed about food like I used to. I'm not obsessively weighing myself. I understand biofeedback, but I still feel like I could accomplish a little bit more with my health. Like I know I could get a little bit more fit, but I feel like I'm doing everything I can. So what's next? Here's the honest truth. She was doing everything she could and it was awesome. She had reached her initial goals, but she had developed new goals and I knew they were in alignment with her values, but I also knew her new goals in looking at her food records, she wasn't going to get there by continuing the same patterns she had established thus far. Her new goals were something that would require more than intuitive, go-with-the-flow approaches to food. She needed some more intentionality in order to reach these new goals. So when I looked at her food records, I could see exactly why she wasn't hitting that next level of health. Like It was clear as day to me, but I don't like to tell people what they should or should not eat. It's not my way. It's not the empowered eating way. Instead, 
I prefer to allow their own experience to teach them the way. Up until this point, her experience had taught her some amazing things. Things like her body is trustworthy, it can handle flexible eating, exercise is empowering, and it changes how she feels in her body. Fruits and veggies hold superpowers, these energy superpowers, but eating them takes work. <laughs> like she didn't naturally get there. She also learned that eating out is something that she can do and enjoy without gaining weight as long as she's mindful and present. So up until now, this had been her experience, but now her recent experiences were letting her know that the new goals she had set, she wasn't, she wasn't hitting them by doing the same things. So love the goals that she accomplished, love the lessons that she learned, the food freedom she felt, lack of stress around food, getting in better shape, more muscle mass, like check, check, check. She accomplished all of that, but there were new goals. And she was ready for that next level that wasn't going to happen at this level of nutrition. So we had a good talk about, you know, her motivation, what was behind this change. And we determined that her new goals were not coming from this obsessive, I need to look a certain way, I have to perform a certain way kind of mentality. Rather, it was coming from this space of I am stronger than I thought I was. And I'm curious just how strong I could get. Very, very different. So... I said, you know, let's do this. Let's do some inventory. And inventory is just looking at your food intake at a little bit higher level, getting more granular with what exactly you're fueling your body with, and then seeing how that lines up with the nutrition science. So we did her inventory, which consisted of three days of macro tracking and looked at, you know, exactly what she was doing. Line that up with what I assessed her needs to be, and the results were incredible. Because she was in such a great headspace, she was able to look at this information and use it as knowledge for empowered eating. She felt empowered. She was able to see why she was stuck here. She gleaned things like how different oat milk is from almond milk. You know, all this stuff, instead of coming from a place of I should or shouldn't eat this, It was really this curiosity of how she could learn more about food. So cool. So she's decided to commit the next six weeks to tracking. She just wants to see how strong she can get. And when we checked it through the Empowered Eating Checklist, it checks out, right? It's like, okay, values-based goal. Yep, this is more than vanity metrics. She wants to level up her fitness, increase her muscle mass, change body composition so she feels more empowered on her bike rides with her family and feeling more confident with her husband. Awesome. Definitely rooted in empowered eating. It's rooted in nutrition science because I calculated all her macros based on her lean body mass tissue, her activity, and using all the clinical judgment 15 years of dietetic practice have given me. And is she staying attuned to biofeedback? Yeah, you better believe it. Actually, dialing up the intentionality on her food intake allowed her to learn even more about how her body responds to food. So for example, when she started hitting her protein targets, She started feeling stronger almost immediately in her workouts. When she was eating adequate carbohydrates, because she had been a little bit um, either too high or too low on this, she found her bowel movements really leveled out and were so much healthier. So it checks out on all three parts of the empowered eating model. Do I think she'll macro count forever? No, I really don't. I know she's going to get back to an intuitive rhythm because... She's going to have that nutrition information in the nutrition science bucket of her journey, and that's going to be something that she just learns kind of to do more intuitively. So I don't think it will be forever. I think the six weeks is a good mark for her. It's going to help her see, you know, is this something I want to continue to do? Is it worth it? 
she really has such a great mindset of curiosity and a detachment to like hitting results or getting to a certain level. It's really just seeing if it's something that serves her and what her how her body responds to it. And then we'll reevaluate in about six weeks. This is the type of macro counting I'm on board for. You know, this is something that is empowered. It is sustainable. There's no shame in it. So in this case, yeah, macro counting is wonderful. But now let's bring it back to you. So should you macro count? Like, is this something that is helpful to you? I've got three questions for you. Number one, what is your goal and is it values-based? This is the very first step in my Empowered Eating Method program. We get really clear on this. So knowing what your goal is and how it relates to your values is going to guide you on those next steps. We got to be clear on that first and foremost. Number two, are you implementing the basics? Most people skip this step. They want macros, but they aren't eating enough fruits and veggies or drinking adequate water, or they don't know how to be flexible when they get off track. They don't know how to go out with their friends and stay out of the all or nothing thinking. Like we have to have some of those basics in line. You can hit all the macro targets you want, but if you don't have base nutrition or your head isn't in the right space, it's not going to work and it's not going to stick. And that's where macros, I think, start to get a little more diet culture because culture is that a word? No, it's not. But we're going to make it one here. And that's where they start to get rooted more in this, like looking at how your body should look, aesthetics focused, rather than being rooted in deeper meaning and long-term health and what we're really here for. So that brings me to question number three, which is really the harder question and the one that's more of a conversation is have you recovered from your tracking trauma or your history with food to come into a clear, shame-free, curious, empowered eating headspace? For me, honestly, it took me about eight years of food freedom to come back to a place where I wanted to revisit learning how to balance my macros. Eight years. I didn't want to touch anything to do with macros. And I'm so so grateful. God blessed me with the grace to give myself that time because I needed it. And even when I did decide to come back, honestly, it was inventory for a few days. And then I was back to my more intuitive ways. I still don't track because of my tracking trauma and my history. And honestly, it just isn't in alignment with my values. I don't want to spend my energy there because I'd rather spend it somewhere else. So that's that's just me and personally my journey. In the case of my client, It took her about two years to get to this headspace. And when she got there, it was in alignment with her values. She likes numbers. She likes looking at these things. It's kind of in line with her personality. So it's absolutely something awesome for her to do. Although I have to tell you, it was interesting. In our conversation, I almost sensed a little bit of disappointment when she was talking to me about it. Like if she had done this a little sooner, she felt like she would be in a better spot. So I asked her, I said, If I had shared this with you a few months ago, do you think it would have stuck? Like, how do you think it would have gone? And she said, oh, you know, I think I would have heard you because I trust you. So I was like, thanks for that. (laughs) But she said, I don't think it would have stuck. It would have been something I did for a few days. Then it probably would have become annoying and I would have stopped. She was able to see that she really needed her own experience and the timing behind and working for her to get her to this place where She could look at it with curiosity. So for you today, where are you at on your empowered eating journey? Do you need to get your headspace in this empowered eating space? Before you go into macros, let's start with that empowered eating model. 
What are your values? How attuned are you to biofeedback? What do you know about nutrition science? And can you filter that nutrition science through your values and your biofeedback? Let's start here before we look at those macros and start taking steps forward. Once you are able to look at food with curiosity instead of judgment, you have a detachment to your weight. You don't feel disappointed and like a failure when you get on and off the scale. Maybe you don't even need the scale. I mean, that's my goal. If I could get every woman in the world off the scale, I would feel like I've been successful. (laughs) Let's get off the scale. We don't have emotional attachment to that. Once we're here, we have a couple of options. You are allowed to just be. And this is something, honestly, I tell myself. Our culture tells us we always have to be looking for ways to be healthier and better and more fit. But I don't agree with that. I think oftentimes we worship this God of health and we always feel like the grass is greener, but it doesn't have to be. Like we can just find gratitude for what we have, do the best we can to take care of it and spend our energy elsewhere. So this is where I really personally like to live. On the flip side, there is nothing wrong with wanting to see what you're capable of. And when you're in a season of life that offers the luxury of time and energy and resources, maybe you want to learn more about the nutrition science side of things. This is so fun for me because we do get to get more granular and I get to pull in that that training that I've had and, and talk more about the nitty gritty of nutrition. There's no wrong way to do it. Inside Empowered Eating, there is room for all of it. And I want to make sure wherever you're at, though, you have chosen to be there because you chose it. Because it's in alignment with your values, not because you feel like you should be there or have to do this. You chose it because you are an empowered eater. If you want to talk more about this, I would love to be that person for you. I get that looking at macros can be a little scary, especially if you have a history of a disordered relationship with food or tracking trauma. And I would love to be that sounding board for you to decide if it is a smart and healthy next step for you. And if it is, let's calculate your macros based on you and your history and your story and your goals, not some pre-planned or pre-populated template on the internet. And if it's not for you, I'd love to be able to help you have that permission slip to be at peace with where you're at and not feel pressure to do the macro thing because, you know, it's all over social and everybody's talking about it. We got to figure out what's right for you. You can snag those sessions with me over at JessBrownRD.com. And again, don't forget, if you're inside the Empowered Eating Method, you can snag those at a discounted rate. Friend, I'm so glad you're here for this discussion. It's a good one. It's a big one. And I'm hoping that it blesses you along your empowered eating journey. Until next time, cheers and happy eating. Gosh, I'm so glad you joined me today. If today encouraged you, would you take a minute and encourage me by leaving a review for the show? I read every single one of these reviews and your words, they mean so much to me. This podcast is here to support you weekly, but it only scratches the surface. To learn more on how you can become an empowered eater, snag my free workshop, how to eat intuitively and hit your goals without obsessing over food at JessBrownRD.com. Don't forget to join me right here next Monday where I cannot wait to fuel your awesome. Cheers, my sweet friend, and happy eating.